0: Worship at Home, Sunday the 31st of July 2022, the seventh Sunday after Trinity. Today's podcast is the first of four that I'll be making today because I'm about to take my summer leave. So today is the last Sunday I'll be working um, for the next few weeks. But don't worry, my podcasts are going to be ready, set to wing their ways to you every Sunday morning. So the reflections are going to be short and simple, the prayers meaningful, and know that over the next few weeks, as they come remotely to you, you remain in my heart and in my prayers as I take a period of rest. So, today's um, podcast is one looking at a parable of Jesus, a favourite of mine, I must admit. The reading comes from Luke chapter 12, verse 13 to 21. Someone in the crowd said to Jesus, Teacher, tell my brother to divide the inheritance with me. Jesus replied, Man, who appointed me a judge or an arbiter between you? Then he said to them, watch out, be on your guard against all kinds of greed. Life does not consist in an abundance of possessions. And then he told them this parable. The ground of a certain rich man yielded an an abundant harvest. He thought to himself, what shall I do? I have no place to store my crops. Then he said, this is what I'll do. I will tear down my barns towards God. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. I'm going to begin by retelling this parable as the parable of the rich farmer. It's one of my favourites because it's in a book by Nick Butterworth and Mick Inkpen, Stories Jesus Told. were stories I read to my children and the boys loved this one of the rich farmer. Here is the rich farmer who is very rich because his soil is rich and his corn grass grows faster than everyone else's and higher than everyone else's. At harvest time he has much more of it than anyone else. Lucky man. This year he has so much corn that his old barn can't hold it all. It's bursting at the seams. No problem, says the farmer. I will pull it down and build a bigger one. Then the next year I will be rich enough to take life easy. So he builds a bigger barn. But when that harvest comes round, the new barn is not big enough. The greedy farmer has planted more corn than before and carrots too no problem says the farmer i will build an even bigger better barn the next year i will be richer still then can really enjoy myself so he builds a bigger better barn but at harvest time even the bigger better barn is not big enough again he's planted too much corn too many carrots and a few cabbages as well this time the farmer says to himself i will build the biggest grandest barn the world has ever seen and then I shall be so rich I need never work again. The barn he builds reaches up to the sky. When it is finished the farmer sighs a great big sigh. Tomorrow I will gather in the harvest and then at last I begin to enjoy myself. I know I'll have a party. But just that very night he dies in his sleep just like that the birds eat his corn the rabbits dig up his carrots and the cabbages go to seed the big barn stands empty and the rich farmer never does get to enjoy his money poor man yeah i love that story and i'd like you just to imagine for a moment the pictures of a normal barn and then a bigger barn And the last barn in the story looks like some wooden cathedral that he has built to store his things in. I think the story always fascinated my children and in a way it fascinated me. But for different reasons, it made me realise how much we do store up and create bigger and bigger barns. We might not be actually building them physically, but we're building them financially or in other words of security. I remember hearing about somebody who had come over from an African country who couldn't understand our system of insurance. We get all this stuff, and then we insure all this stuff. Whereas, actually, where he'd come from, he just accepted that if a flood swept away everything, you started again. So part of it is cultural. Part of it is political. Capitalism encourages us to serve the economy rather than community. It encourages us to need more, to buy more, to buy the latest, and then to insure it all. At home, my husband and I acknowledge we have too much stuff. And some of it, like in our Bible reading, is from inheritance. Not so much financial inheritance as actually when we've had family members die and we've helped sort the houses out We've ended up putting boxes of things away in our loft or in our garage. We need to sort it out. We have more stuff than we need. And we've known other people who have uh, lived in big houses, who've just held on to everything. They get to the point of being afraid to sort out or to move because it would be such a big job. So when they die, their children or other relatives are left sorting out an awful lot of stuff. My husband and I don't want to be like that. We're in our fifties now and we know we're going to be moving house again and again. And our ambition is to do so with less and less. Rather like my mum, she's something of an inspiration. She's been brutal when she's been downsizing. Making sure she's growing smaller and smaller in terms of what she carries. I'd say thanks mum, sorting out her estate is going to be a breeze and I suppose that's how we feel at home. We'd like to actually grow less and less. And it is an exercise in faith doing that also. Why? Because this decluttering of stuff in life is recognition that who we are is not about what we have. Who we are as Jesus points out in this parable is about the riches we have spiritually in knowing God and being known by God not in what we have to hold around us. Richness is in our relationship with God and in our relationship with other people. So as I begin my holiday this week part of our holiday at home is going to be in sorting out. It's going to be a cathartic experience as an experience of letting go in stuff and allowing that space that it creates to be filled by spiritual space of time time with god and time with others so i hope you have enjoyed the retelling of the parable of the rich farmer as it is put by butterworth and inkpen And let's start thinking about what bonds we hold, and how perhaps we need to empty them or share some of them to make more room for God. Amen. Our prayers today are based on Susan Sayers' prayers. True richness is not material wealth. True security is not a financial matter. So let us pray to God, our Father knowing that we are all precious to him. Father, we thank you for all those who give to support the work of the church. Bless our giving, guide our spending, and help us to value the true wealth of your abundant love. The Lord is our shepherd. There is nothing we shall want. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We pray for the world's economy, for fair management and distribution of resources, for fair trade and just wages, and for greater awareness and concern about injustice, for a commitment to our responsibilities as planet-sharers and earth-dwellers, As the ever-growing gap between rich and poor here and around the world as the climate degradation reaches a critical point lord help us not to despair but remember that nothing is impossible with you the lord is our shepherd there is nothing we shall want lord in your mercy hear our prayer We pray for all parents with young children, thanking you for them and asking you to bless and guide their parenting. We pray for families in debt and those whose homes have been repossessed or are in danger of being lost as the rising cost of living bites further. And we pray for those whose financial security makes them forgetful of your love. The Lord is our shepherd. There is nothing we shall want. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We pray for those who are burdened with financial worries and all who struggle to make ends meet. All over the world. And we pray for the emotionally and spiritually bankrupt, and those who do not yet know God's love for them. We pray that your presence will be known among them, that it will inspire them to make the bravest, most outlandish and difficult decisions to change. The Lord is our shepherd, there is nothing we shall want. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We pray for those who have died and those on that last journey at this moment for a merciful judgment and the everlasting joy of heaven. Father, we give you thanks for the extraordinary generosity of your love for us, which lasts beyond death into the whole of eternity. Merciful Father, accept these prayers for the sake of your Son, our Saviour, Jesus Christ. Amen. And the collect for the seventh Sunday after Trinity. Generous God, you give us gifts and make them grow. Though our faith is small as a mustard seed, make it grow to your glory and the flourishing of your kingdom. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. So we share in the words that our Saviour has taught us. for ever and ever. Amen. So may the peace of God which passes all understanding keep your hearts and minds in the knowledge and love of God and of his Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. And the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit be among you and remain with you always. Amen. Thank you for joining me for Worship at Home. If you would like to receive weekly links to my podcasts, please do get in touch at RevlucyLun at btinternet.com or through the Anchor podcast website. Goodbye.